Hello again, this is Scotch Radio. I'm Frida Morrison, and welcome back to the programme that likes to celebrate authenticity with Scots language and culture. And welcome to your 50th edition of Scotch Radio. 50? Let me introduce the man who has guided me through the entire 50 episodes. We're much spoken about soon, Sotter. Richie Welner. Well, we've been guiding each other, so we're good at that. <laughs> Richie has sorted the soon in the wheelhouse, thickers with all kinds of fiddly bits, through my dodgy moments, and oh, I've had plenty broadcast, broadcasting and out with. Said ever the audio problem, he's been with me, sorted it. <laughs> Big hand for Richie! <laughs> thank you, thank you. And we've had a few challenges. Sorted a few soons, sorted out the waddle, and the laughs, oh, Richie, yeah. oh me, tears rolling <laughs> down cheeks. And we've tried to put them in a special file, so we're mecht let you hear them run about Christmas. We're mecht. If you're very lucky. Eh, we're mecht. And for the business we've had, for visiting the Joe Corey and the Sayre Road exhibition in Loch in Fife, fiddles are why in Aberdeenshire, playing and marking them. News of the North Atlantic Fiddle Convention, we artists come if they are around the globe, and I'm in the Fiddlemakers Workshop. And just to finish off, we tuck you on the road in the midst of the big celebration procession in Edinburgh to commemorate the hundred years since the first vote for women. Processions 18, we are its colours. Richie, what do you think of that? That's amazing, we're jam-packed. I can't wait to get torn at this show. Oh, and we've got a a processions video. We've started doing videos now. And you can see them on our Scotch Radio webpage, www.scotchradio.com. It's a no shoppy windy. Come on here, on that later. But we start with music and a track for the Tannehill Weavers in honour of their 50th anniversary. (laughs) This is for their Mermaid Song album. Are you sleeping, Maggie? And the noose and the gilly. Back in dairy years, the nectar's no was done. Ah, the canny linens gleam at twat. The lip and the coffins drive with winter's fury. Oh, are you sleeping, Maggie? Oh, are you sleeping, Maggie? Let me in for Ludlin. It's all in now at the wall of Craigie. Deep the cells of Bootry Bank. The rifted withdraws wild and dreary Though the iron yet is clang The cry of bullets makes me eerie Oh, are you sleeping, Maggie? Oh, are you sleeping, Maggie? Let me in for Ludlin Rolling over the wall of Craigie Fear of rouge, walk right daddy Calls a blast upon my cheek Arise and rise, my bonny daddy Oh, are you sleeping, Maggie? Oh, and are you sleeping, Maggie? Let me in for Ludlin It's rolling over the wall of gravy She's up the door, she's let him in She's kissed aside, it's creeping blighty Blow your wash, you're raining wind For Maggie knew I'm here beside you Oh, are you sleeping, Maggie? Oh, are you sleeping, Maggie? Let me in for Ludlin
the Tannehill Weavers We Are You Sleeping Maggie and the Noose and the Gilly. And congratulations to the Tannies on their 50th anniversary. But to other events, this is a programme full of celebrations, on Yan, about to come, and Itherine's gone by, but still a vibrant memory. We start in Fife at the Loch Gelly Centre, for there's two exhibitions going on the new. In in celebration of the Cardenden poet and playwright, the late Joe Corey, and the Itherine's Dean to Coincide, an exhibition featuring the illustrations for a new book drawn by Les McConnell and written by Willie Hershaw. It's a very special exhibition, as is the book. I joined the writer and illustrator, Les and Willie, out at the Lochor Country Park, sitting on a bench, watching folk enjoy the area. Willie told me more about Joe Corey. Joe Corey was born in 1894. Um, he was a miner. He uh, was forced to go down the pit when he was only 14 years old uh, to, to be the, become the breadwinner for the family. He educated himself uh, going to night classes and uh, during the, the 1926 minor strike he began to uh, write uh, the, In Time of Strife, uh, his famous play which really established him as, as a major playwright. He also wrote poetry as well and he wrote songs. So how did he get into publishing? Was he an immediate success for that? No, uh, originally he wrote uh, a column for the Miners Reform newspaper, um, but it took him a wee while to become established. When he had completed In Time of Strife, he sent it to Glasgow, uh, to the reading committee of the Scottish National Players. Uh, the chairman of the National Players was, was James Brady, uh, and they rejected uh, in time of strife. So undeterred, he formed his own uh, theatre company, the Bowhill Players. So that's what we saw in the, the exhibition case, you know, the aye, case, aye. the Bowhill Players, and there was books in there that were referring to the books. There's right. a photograph of the Bowhill Players, uh-huh, isn't it? Yeah, looking like a bunch of gangsters, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but they, they were miners too, they were uh, Joe's family and Joe's neighbours for the miners' rollers. And uh, they, took, they took his play and they performed it around the mining villages of Fife at the various uh, village halls and Gothenburg pubs. And it was there that uh, Hugh Ogilvie, who was a, a theatrical impresario, uh, caught the play and saw its potential and made Joe an offer. And uh, they took it on tour, initially across Scotland, playing all the big theatres from Aberdeen all the way down to Dumfries. And it was, it was a, a big hit. I think we should just describe what we're looking at here and establish where we are at, really, if it's, if it's the name of this. Well, why? we're sitting in a very appropriate place. This is right behind us, is the Mary Pit, or what's left of the Pit Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in Lahore Country Country Park, known locally as the, the Medes. Uh, which the, Medi- is, the Medes? Uh, the Meadows. Which is land that was reclaimed uh, for, the, for the, the, the mining industry in the 1970s. And apart from a few things, you really wouldn't know that now. It's all been grassed over and it's, it's lovely now. It is a disappointing place. Right, for Joe Corey, of course, you took the, uh, the opportunity, or the opportunity was, was there, to launch your new book. Aye. Now then, tell us about your new book. Well, the book's directly influenced by Joe Corey. Um, it's called The Sayre Road and uh, it's a collaboration between me and the Kinghorn artist Les McConnell 
Um, We're going to be drilling by less than a minute, I think. It's fantastic. And uh, um, what it is, is the Stations of the Cross, the medieval Stations of the Cross, uh, written in Scots and transformed into the, uh, the Fife mining world of the 20th century. So there's 14 Stations of the Cross, uh-huh. and Jesus appears in every single station. Mm-hmm. Is it all disasters, accidents, when he's needed? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot is to do with the various political disputes uh, and the, the, the trials and tribulations that the Fife mining uh, communities had to thole, had to put up with in the 20th century. So it starts really at the turn of the century with the, the Donny Bristle uh, pit disaster uh, when the mosque collapsed uh, just outside Cowdenbeath. And it takes you right through through to the, the Lindsay Pit uh, disaster in 1957 when there was an explosion, uh, right up to the, the kind of end game, which was uh, the 84, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Thatcher strike, uh, which killed the, 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 the mining industry off uh, in this area. All right, can I read just a little bit of here? I've got um, Derek McClure's words, uh-huh. the renowned uh, Scots scholar. He writes in his notes for your book, Your book evokes the downfall, or rather the planned and systematic destruction of Scotland's mining industry in plain, authentic Scots. It's Fife Mining Scots, isn't it? Yes, I is. But, well, it's the language that I grew up with. It's uh, the language that both my grandfathers, who were miners, spoke. It's the language you heard in the shops uh, and in the streets. Really, and you still do. Mm-hmm. You still do hear it. I remember you telling me that, that story about someone you kent that worked in the mine, and he had two books with him, and he read it with the, the left of his his head torch, and uh-huh. the, the two books were. Can you remember that story? I uh, well, that was a that was a story I heard about my, my grandfather at his funeral. Uh, that one of his cronies uh, came up to me and said, uh, "I can't really hate your poetry." For and I said, what do you mean? And he says, well, your grandfather at peacetime used to always bring out his copy of Rabbi Burns or a Bible and read it. Was that grandfather? Aye, And that came as a big surprise to me because I'd never seen him open a book, you know, in my mm-hmm. life. Education was valued by the, the, the miners because it was such a rotten job. Uh, that they saw it as a means of escape. Aye. So there was a, a, a great store put, put on education, which a lot of them had been denied. Now, only a minute now, we're going to be joined, I can see Les coming up the, the path there, we're going to be joined by your illustrator, Les aye, McConnell. Aye. But if I could ask you to jump a few stations, <laughs> maybe <laughs> they're religious, <laughs> jump a few stations. Uh, go into uh, number six. Read that in from. Have you got the book handy? I do. Right. Number six. There's Les. You want to join us, Les? Thanks for coming up. Here we go. Uh, station six. Hi, Les. Uh, Jesus tacks up his cross. Jesus, the hour seer, chapped on the owner's door. There is no air doing there, no ventilation. The men are choke it with the heat and stir. The boss looked up from his big desk and said, Tack this stout pole along the sty wheel bray, to where the earth aboon is soft but dreech. There, you mun stare to big another shaft. Say collar ear mun circulate the pit. This isn't a wise advice, as you will ken. Aboon, 
Ligs moss, brun water, muck and peat that will pour down on top of us. We'll drown beneath a fell ending. We'll drown indeed. It's safe enough, it's been surveyed, I swear. There is no water there in August month. No rain has fallen for weeks. It's for much dark, southern fuss to dig dunwise. Day it. This is a working mine, no charity. Think we'll, on bairns, and who they fear in life, will laid off workless feathers on the brew. <laughs> to the point, getting to the point, but just talking another route to it as well, Lily. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, Wes, Willie asked you to do the illustrations. Did you get a lot of guidance? I say this with a slight hey, smile well, on my voice. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, I would say there was collaboration, but there was no collusion. <laughs> uh, no, Willie appeared one day, said he had a, a wee project. Which I thought a wee project, a, right. a wee project. <laughs> and just presented me with the verses and so on. So um, I sat down and started to read, and of course, it took me a wee while to get into it. But once I'd read, uh, I think it was Early Doors, Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I felt more. Cut, yeah, it was right at the right at the start where Jesus is talking to the the strikers, and that sort of made me feel a lot more comfortable. My father was um, 23 when the general strike started, mm -hmm. and he ended up having to go to the states to get work. And then I thought it was only 20 years before I was born, so there was there was links mm -hmm. all the way through. Uh, and I used to watch my father coming home from work in the 50s wearing his, his bonnet and his dirty face. Mm -hmm. So um, that got me started. Have you ever thought about touring the exhibition? Aye, um, well I think it's going to move on to the uh, Scottish Poetry Library in September. Oh, that is uh, good news. And uh, we're going to, the Bowhill players, the modern day Bowhill players are going to play a gig there. Mm -hmm. Because there's a CD as well, and, uh, as well as a book. Um, and they uh, were looking forward to that. The exhibition is on till the 8th of August. And far can folk get hold of your book? First of all, where is it published by? Um, it's uh, published by Grace Note Publications, uh -huh. um, and uh, you can get a hold of it through the usual outlets on the Bowhill Players Facebook at the Lochelli Centre. Um, and you on Amazon as well. And on Amazon, yeah. Yeah. Right. As I said, gentlemen, thank you for a great session and. The exhibition, your illustrations, Les, fantastic. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Frida. And what a great time we had together. Thank you to the Loch Gelly Centre and Mary and Willie Herschel and Les for their hospitality and fit talent. And as you heard there, the exhibition is gone to the National Poetry Library in September and there will be a gathering in St Andrews later in the year to celebrate Joe Corey. And I'm delighted to say you can see a video of that session we Willie and Les and an audio version on our special edition section on our webpage. Both longer versions to include more of the, the wonderful poems and writings for Joe Corey and Willie Herschel and the illustrations for Les McConnell. www.scotsradio.com This is for that CD Willie mentioned, the Bowhill Player CD. This is the, the title track, On the Sayre Road. Words and music by Willie Herschel, sung by son David. Willie on guitar, 
and Sandy Forbes on fiddle. Bless the weary traveller A footbreed or a boat When next was marking moonless Her the crooked road Footsteps at the back door A shadow gone bend Just another weary traveller Had plenty when him on the sea road A lang and merry way Where lost souls I wander At the close of day On the sea road It started walking walk Back to the gates of Eden It's near but I was far Less a lane Stravager Or the other left On cobblestone and cosy And hillside or in ditch Curse the laird was set his dugs Chase you for his land Lest the kind and beanly soul Or lend a helpful hand On the sea The lang and merry way Where lost souls I wander At the close of day On the sea road Started walking walk back to the gates of Eden. It's near, but I was far. It's the sea road, a long and merry way. Where lost souls I wander at the close of day. It's a sea road Step by step Been on the road for a thousand years And I haven't got there yet Bless the weary traveller the Sea Road, sung by David Herschel, written by Willie Herschel. Well, as I said at the start of the programme, the shoppy Windy is full of events and celebrations, and need come much bigger than NAFCO. Musicians throughout the world are gearing up for the North Atlantic Fiddle Convention, being staged in Aberdeen and Aberdeenshire through the 11th to the 15th of July. The gathering is being organised by the Elphinstone Institute, Aberdeen University, and will encompass five days of concerts and workshops. Convention Director Carly Williams tell me more about the event. So NAFCO, the North Atlantic Fiddle Convention, it's a combination of a music and dance festival and an academic symposium. It's kind of unique in that it's it's both. Um, rarely will you combine the two completely. Um, sometimes there'll be a conference that has a wee bit of music or a festival mm-hmm. that might have a talk or two, but this... Uh, NAFCO kind of tries to meld 
the two together as much as possible. And we're really trying to put both elements right through the programme of both sides. Is this the first time you've tried it? Um, well, it's always been a combined conference and festival, but this time we're, we're really making a point of drawing the research into some of the festival and the other way around. No, just to clarify, Carly, uh, because folk listen to this never heard enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's difficult to, to believe that, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it's open to the public. Mm-hmm. And they can go to the lectures and the yep. academic symposium as well. Yep, so there's five days of talks, workshops, concerts, free concerts in the day, lunchtime performances, sessions, pop-up performances all around Aberdeen City. Um, and we've also doubled our programming out in Aberdeenshire this year. So there's two concerts every night in different locations around Aberdeenshire and workshops in some of those locations during the day. Um, we've got film screenings, we've got academic talks as well as sort of in conversation talks with artists at the festival um oh, there's a little it's bit big. of everything it's big there's it's over a over 150 activities happening over the five days okay uh, how many folk are involved um over 75 guest artists mm-hmm. uh i think there's about 40 people um presenting at the conference wow. and however many people would like to come and join us for yeah, the five days enjoy, of course <laughs> How many years has this been going? Uh, the first NAFCO was in 2001, founded mm-hmm. here at the Elphinstone Institute at University of Aberdeen. And then there was another one in 2006. There was a bit of a hiatus there. And since then, it's kind of taken off. It's every two or three years in various locations. So 2006 in Aberdeen, 2008 in Newfoundland in Canada, <gasps> 2010 back in Aberdeen, 2012 was in Derry, Donegal, mm-hmm. 2015 in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, and we're back here mm-hmm. and... We'll see where it's going yeah, next. Right. Let's get an idea of how it's going to be performing. Give us a, okay. a, a pencil sketch. Oh, my goodness. There's all sorts. Names you'll recognise and names you won't. So, um, Alistair Fraser and Natalie Haas. Um, Adam Sutherland. Oh, Patsy Reed will be leading our youth fiddle camp, ah. writing a composition for the... You've got a youth fiddle camp? Yeah, we've got a youth fiddle camp. It's free for people to take part in over the five mornings of NAFCO and then they get workshops with all sorts of artists that are visiting and then they can take part in other events Uh and they get to perform at our gala concert on Saturday at HMT, His Majesty's Uh Theatre. So we've got lots of well-known Scottish faces like Adam Sutherland, Angus Grand is coming for a few days. Yeah. um, Father of? Of Angus, Angus. From <laughs> Angus Senior is Sugar Nifty. Yes. And who else have we got? We've got Brittany Haas from USA and Nick Garris, an amazing American percussive dancer. We've got the Rangan sisters from England. We've got some folk over from Cape Breton, Troy McGilvery, Shelley Campbell and John Pellerin. God, this is huge. Um, it's huge. We've got Quebecois, we've got Canadian Matey, we have over 40 Spanish Galician <laughs> musicians coming, some for the fiddle camp. I and love some, Galician music. Oh, it's, I yeah, love it. and they're just so excited and energetic right. and delighted to be coming. No, I was speaking to Alistair Fraser in mm-hmm. uh, January at Celtic Connections, mm-hmm. and he was telling me about the film that, uh, that was yeah. made about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the groove is not trivial. Not trivial. Is that going to be shown it as well? It will be shown, and we're going to have Alistair and Adam and some other artists and the producer-director, Tommy... Del Smith is coming and we'll have a live conversation after the screening as well. That's on Friday the 13th. Because it's Aberdeen's life, isn't it? Yeah. How he yeah, started, how he how feels about fiddling. Yeah. And, uh, he left, I can't remember when he left Aberdeen, but it didn't seem that long 19, ago. In the 1980s. Uh, 
And he's yeah. uh, performing a, his, his own fiddle camp, I would play. Or yeah. Valley of the Moon. A Valley of the Moon, yeah. yeah. And uh, and the Sky Camp features in it as the well. Sky, of course. And a wee bit in Spain, too. Aye. So, yeah. Oh, what a busy time you're going to have. I know. It's, we've got people from all corners, from the Baltic, Denmark, Lithuania, mm-hmm. um, and the Nordic countries right down to Spain. We have a Brazilian who's going to be playing Brazilian and Cape Verdean music. He's studying oh. Cape Verdean for his PhD and Mexican uh, the Spanish group are bringing a Mexican fiddler with them no it's way. really and uh, Jotsna dancers camp. dancers there's everything dance no you said they were free they didn't need to book tickets obviously uh, some tickets yes so everything's on our website northatlanticfiddle.com there'll be links to the events that need tickets booked mm-hmm. or you can book through Aberdeen box office but uh, the free events will just be pop up and pop show up, up so there's yeah there's free concerts at lunch times in the lemon tree and then afternoon two afternoon free concerts at st andrew's cathedral and on the sunday they'll be at the lemon tree dates dates are the 11th to the 15th of july i'm yeah. glad i got you to speak to me now <laughs> i have a feeling you wouldn't be able to stir into our sentences together by halfway through even no probably not i don't think no. there will be much sleeping going on no. for anybody at nafco no. too much fun <laughs> And it'll be a great success. There's somebody yeah. going to try and reverse into it. Can you hear that? Yeah, right. big fan better, coming. Better, oh, no, it's, not, it's OK. <laughs> We're going to be safe. Gary, congratulations. It's Thank a great affidus. And uh, I think everything's going to just go fine. It'll be good fun. Carly Williams. And as you heard there, NAFCO was on from the 11th of July to the 15th. Venues and events, our Aberdeen and Aberdeenshire. Web page again www.northatlanticfiddle.com And as you heard there, Alistair Fraser and Natalie Haas will be playing as part of the gathering. This is a track for their CD, Abundance, a track composed especially for their good friend Carly Williams, as you heard speaking there, on the occasion of her beautiful wedding in Glenfinnan Chapel to Phil Leith. This is Glenfinnan Nichts.
Alistair Fraser and Natalie Haas, with Glenn Finnan next for their CD, Abundance. Lovely. New speaking about fiddles, I've had a, an all-black fiddle for many, many years. It's seen me through my student parties and some fairly wild adventures, even a concert on the beach aside Mount Olympus in Greece. I used the fiddle as my pillow after that event. So I could tell some tales, and uh, it used to, to hang on the wall in my grandfather's croft at Moorside of Chucher in Aberdeenshire. About a hundred years ago, I'd say. So it's all, and have, have I won it for all? So I was persuaded by friends to tap my fiddle to fiddle marker and fiddle expert Ian Gregg in Bankery. After a few days, Ian gave me a phone to come in for my fiddle. He thinks it's an Aberdeenshire-made fiddle. Ian thinks that fiddle markers in Aberdeen are the forgotten heroes of fiddling. So I arrived in Ian's workshop just as he was, well, cooking wood in a pan of sand. I'll say that again. Cooking wood in a pan of sand. Ian? What an extraordinary time. And You've absolutely landed at the perfect moment when I'm cooking wood. Cooking wood? Cooking wood. Right, Ian, there's a pot on a, a cooker, a little cooker. Absolutely, here. yes. It, it looks like it's a pot for your sand. It is, but it's very special sand. This is D-side sand, but it's doing a very, very special thing at the moment. And that is, it's um, a cooking this, this spruce that's in here. Spruce. And it is colouring the sand. The heat is uh, permeating around the wood, mm -hmm. the spruce and is colouring this piece of sprout as close as I can possibly get it to the colour. So, this this can, can, can back a wee bit here. You've got a pot of sand. Absolutely. And you're putting a bit of spruce. In there and in covering the, it up. Covering it over. And the cooker, the heat from the cooker, radiates through the sand, which cooks the spruce which then colours the wood to the exact colour that I'm trying to establish in this 18th century violin. It's across here? Wow. This is the 18th century violin. Oh my God. So, as you can see, it's um, pretty old, pretty yeah. damaged. 17 fit? Well, this dates from, it's been dendrochronology um, back to uh, 1680 on the front plates. And when you've flip it over, you'll see the damage that was on it once upon a time. All well, that was missing wood there. But you can see the piece of wood that I'm actually preparing. Well, this is the damaged piece of wood that ah. doesn't match that at all. So you're going to take that bit out? Yeah. And that bit in? Yes. So if it happened to the other bits, these kind of pale well, bits? that's a story I do not know and I wish I did. But it had been, this piece, this violin had been sitting in a outside shed for 45 years doing nothing until the uh, owner of it who is up in Inverness Shire mm -hmm. uh, took it to me and he didn't know what it was then I got my hands on it and uh, I was luckily enough to identify it because mm -hmm. of its droopy corners <laughs> and it's a long pattern which is not your normal shaped violin and uh, very few makers actually made the long pattern violin you see, you, you're actually a walking, a ganaboot dictionary on facts and figures on all fiddles, new fiddles and every kind of fiddles. Because mm. we're standing in this Aladdin's cave, mm. or a workshop, yeah. and there's fiddles in every stage of breakage, repair, yeah. everything. Yeah. And it's just, 
just mesmerising. Well, it's uh, it, it's fantastic, but you know, I, I I took a lot of my inspiration actually from um, the Scottish makers in Aberdeen, and I thought the Scottish makers in Aberdeen are the the forgotten heroes of the past. We for did us a lot of fiddle makers. Absolutely, we Aberdeen had, Absolutely, in or Aberdeen in, especially. In the city. Absolutely, in the city centre, and uh, I got involved in. Uh, uh, fiddle making, uh, I got the bug and the light switched on uh, some time ago and uh, I went to the Nuke School of Violin Making but my passion was for Northeast makers. For the Nuke School of Fiddle Making? Um, the Nuke School, it's the International Violin Making School that I went to, it's a four year course. Whereabouts is it based? Lincolnshire. Oh. Lincolnshire. Because you were just back from Chicago on another course. Uh, yes, I was on another course there. Uh, and uh, that was fun. That was to find out different processes of varnishing. Now, I've been in an, an old fiddle to mm -hmm. show you. And um, you've had a look at the fiddle. Uh -huh. And you've got a book sitting uh, across there. You uh, said, uh, I have to see the book. Yes. So, can you show me in the book that's relevant well, to my, the fiddle I've been in? In the book, your violin... Um, has lots of characteristics which... It's over here in this case. Well, well, I get to do. Uh, it's an absolutely wonderful violin. It's a beauty, isn't it? Uh, it's a wee black fiddle, in fact. Sorry? It's a wee black fiddle. I would oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've, I've got near enough it's twin, but uh -huh. not quite the same. But uh, it still has the same Aberdeen traits with the, the fluted high edge round here. Around uh, the, the, the scroll. Around the scroll, yes. Uh -huh. And it's really, really quite flat. Now, I, I would have thought this is much, much earlier than a lot of the violins that I've seen or, or in the past here up in the northeast because of the F holes are really quite, quite straight it, it, up and down. Is it the scrolly bits? Yes, the, the little. Body. Yeah, it lets, lets through the vibrations or lets the sound out of the instrument. Um, it's quite straight and very, very upright. Stumpy kind of Fs, uh -huh. which kind of tells you probably quite early. As opposed How to, early? These are well, guess. my best best guess would be about seventeen eighty, seventeen sixty, seventeen eighty, maybe a little bit later, but it's certainly uh -huh. in the ballpark. Do you think about it? That's not far off Culloden. I, I try absolutely. and date something oh, for Culloden. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's not far away at all, is it? No. Ooh, it's quite a scary prospect that. Uh, but the you stories. Know, you ever think about the stories that fiddles could tell? Well, yeah, if, if they could only talk, I, I would love for them to talk. Right. And then they could tell me about the actual makers in Aberdeen and how they made them. Because, I, I honestly, the extraordinary, extraordinary craftsmanship mm -hmm. of the Northeast violin maker, bygone violin maker, is unbelievable. And you said they had chiselly marks as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. The, the, the corners here, you've got four corners. You've got top bouts, you've got the bottom bout corners. And you can tell a telltale sign where the, the actual maker has taken the first scoop with the small chisel and it makes a slight indent right at the corner. And mm -hmm. that, that kind of shows me it's really quite early. And the actual top wings are quite pointy out as opposed to a little bit droopier, droopy so it's quite early this one, but it's got a beautiful colour, beautiful scroll, and it's just unbelievable sound. You're and not these, fond of that fiddle, are you? I am absolutely terribly fond of it, and I and I wish it were mine because I would. Beaut, it's a beauty. Just listen to that sound as you put your fingers across it. 
It has that kind and of resonance. And it's lovely resonating violin. Yeah. Uh, it's had a, it's been through the battles, yeah. but it's it's stood the test of time. Are you a player? Do you play? Uh, I play a little bit of violin, but um, not as good as some folk. I can make a fiddle. Like myself. Like yes. Well, you, we were about to look at the book and look at some other Aberdeen absolutely. markers. Like I say, I can't I can't pinpoint exact maker of this one, but I know for sure it's Northeast Aberdeen and maker. That is your interest. That that gets my juices flowing. That is as, as like a good friend of mine said, I'm like a sponge. <laughs> and I you know, I, I go about soaking up things sort of Aberdeen sort of violin making and you stuff think like it's that. been overlooked this absolutely I think I wish I wished honestly wish that you know more interest would be taken in the actual past violin makers because we're missing we're missing a trick here what a great opportunity to celebrate northeast fiddle making we've got a great lot of good fiddle players in the northeast absolutely i think they're marvelous bunch being here in the, the, the sort of Strasby, james right. scott skinner country it's it's in the blood here it's in isn't the it? blood it's yeah. in the blood okay, let's have a look at this book and okay. see some let other. me just pop this fiddle down before Aye, you okay before you stand on it or, I'll be or i stand on it getting sued <laughs> so yes when i was bought this violin in aberdeen mm -hmm. and I think yourself left me and uh, I sat down and I had a little look at this violin and I couldn't place who actually made it. And then I suddenly had the eureka moment because I started looking more closely in it. at it. And if you look there... It is a book. See it? Look at it. What book is this anyway? This is, this is well, Mr David Rattray mm -hmm. from the Royal uh, Academy in London who produced this book. Violin um, making in Scotland, 1750 to 1950. Absolutely. That's an album. And it's done the job. It's like playing Snap. George Mollison, if you can come across one of those, that's very much like the colour of that violin over there that, that, can, that we took in. Yeah. And look at the date of that one. So you wouldn't think that my, that, in a, that, in the, that I took in is near, near George Mollison. Well, we don't know. I mean, there's only, we, we can't say for definitely that it's not... Anything. Well, Anything. I, well, the thing is, we don't know. But then, look at this. Mm. See how, look at that. Compared to, actually, it's quite funny, actually. Maybe this is another Eureka moment. Oh, no. Because... It's identical. Look at that. Ian. And turn it over. Oh, my goodness, it's identical. I would say that's near enough... 1716, 1764. Seven, you said 1767. Look at that. Look at the turns. They're absolutely the same. Uh-oh. We've done it. We've done it. <laughs> it's had George Morrison. Uh, yeah. Aberdeen marker. Yeah. A little known maker whose work is Yes, it has. It has scooped edge work, yeah. Oh. So that's there. And you see, but on this one, you've actually lost the corners, the one in the book. Mm -hmm. But that scroll... Is identical. Is identical. Ooh. We've done it again. Ooh. Excitement. Fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? Look. I know. I cannot believe that we've discovered we've it. it. We just turned a page and that <laughs> you, was we, it. You could not. We could not have planned that bit. Isn't that great? Okay, right. Once we get over this Eureka moment, <laughs> name a name a buckle mayor markers. So oh, just Jesus. just so we can oh, just just so we can recover for a minute. See that? I was right there at Saturday. 
<laughs> so, then the other one is Joseph Rudiman. He's a fantastic maker. Aye. Again, look, see how lovely these turns are. Mm -hmm. And the scroll, very dark wood. Robert Duncan, 1758. He's probably one of the, the better known, well, sorry, the earliest known makers. But these guys were all in Aberdeen and they're passing on each other's skills mm -hmm. and they're getting a bit tired of amateurs because everybody's making violins. So they decided, let's make a characteristic traits for Northeast instruments, and that is to put that little high edge on the scroll just around the top, just to identify that it's Aberdeen and only Aberdeen makers that do it. Wow. It's RTD with a high edge. <laughs> that was Ian Gregg, fiddle marker and fiddle expert. For I would be half a happy to see other fiddles. And I'm still recovering, Richie, for that. That's unbelievable. My fiddle is a George Morrison yeah. fiddle. Unbelievable. A, 1760. What? Well, I have now sold that same fiddle oh. to a worthy recipient. No, Richie, it needed a better really? player than me. Oh, jings. Yeah. So I celebrate a happy ending. I mean, I'm at 1760. This is as old as my house. I thought you were going to say, it's, it's <laughs> as old as you. It's as old as me. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> right, I couldn't leave the fiddle theme without including the Blazers. Quite right. Celebrating their 20th anniversary 20? this year. 20? Wow, wow, 20 wow. years wow. together, right? This is Blazing Fiddles from their album The Key. It's called Break the Light.
fiddles with tunes that devils delight to break the light under Lerwick lasses and congratulations to the Blazers on their anniversary year. New but new. On the last episode of Scots Radio, I said I was down to Dark Park in the, the Edinburgh Processions 2018 and I'd like to hear who I got on. To recap, women and lasses across the UK were invited together in the streets on the four capital cities on the 10th of June. They took part in a mass procession to mark the centenary or the representation of the People Act that gave the first British women the right to vote. So I joined the event at the starting point in the Meadows in Edinburgh. And before it got over busy, I took the opportunity to speak to, to some of the organisers. First, Emma Henderson. I'm Emma Henderson and I run the press for um, processions. And um, We're here today in the Meadows in um, Edinburgh and it's turning out to be a pretty beautiful day I'm hoping but we're just waiting on all the groups arriving with their banners from all over the country for the start of processions which kicks off at two o'clock. How many people are marching? We have got well over 10,000 signed up and we're just waiting um, to see who actually turns up on the day. Each participant was presented with a coloured linen scarf to wear on the procession white, green or mauve, the colour of the suffragette movement. And as you can imagine, we over 10,000 participants. That was a big tack on to get them made. But as associate producer Fenella Doney explained, they got some special help. My name is Fenella Doney and I am the associate producer on Processions. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit about these scarves that we are going to be wearing on the day of Processions. So these scarves, and you can see them around here in green, white and violet, um, were sourced for us by our, one of our artichoke team members, Geet Sayal. Her mother lives in India. And uh, when we knew that we were going to need hundreds of thousands of scarves for this project, um, we got in touch with Geet's mother and she has brilliant sourced these scarves from different textile manufacturers across India um, which has been an absolutely massive job as you can imagine but we've had some wonderful girls making these scarves for us cutting the material and making stitching it around the edges so it doesn't fray and they all know about processions so they've been sending us the scarf sending us their best wishes and all the women who will wear them on the day I'm sure will appreciate it and of course there is a link between India and the there is a women, link exactly so there was a famous suffragette who was a princess of the Raj who came to the UK and campaigned very very hard for the suffrage cause in the UK so it's lovely to have that coming full circle and have India be a part of our celebrations today. Fenella Doni. Meanwhile the logistics of scarf management was being deftly handled by National Coordinator Scotland Jean Cameron with some help. Hi, I'm Jean Cameron and I'm Joint National Coordinator in Scotland for Processions. And you've uh, wrote me into counting scars <laughs> already. Explain what you're doing here, Jean. So what we're doing, we're in, we're in the, the uh, tent where all our commissioned artists will be coming with their groups to pick up their scarves. So we have green, white and violet scarves which everyone, the women and girls will be getting today and as you know that they stand for give women votes in 1918 in the the suffragette campaign so we're going to be, the idea today in Edinburgh is that we're really recreating the suffragette flag 
and mm -hmm. uh, ribbons of colours going down the mound, going down Princess Street, gathering opposite the Parliament, and um, so we, we're it's it's quite a precise operation just now, mm -hmm. just working out how we organise the different groups into green, white, and violet. Because okay. this is a project where everybody wants to be with their friends and be together, but we want that visual image uh -huh. to be absolutely not everybody can file it. You know, you've got to have the, the mixture of colours. So, this is what we're doing. We're expecting uh, within half an hour from all over Scotland and actually groups coming up from Middlesbrough, from Lancaster, from Sunderland, from um, Newcastle, from Durham. Lots of groups that have been travelling from across Scotland and the north of England are going to get here in the next half hour and I am going to by then have all their little packs of scarves ready. And this is what you want me to do. <laughs> and I thought you might help us do that. And outside the organiser's tent, the throngs were swelling. They came from every corner of the meadows, some dressed in period costume, befitting the suffragette period, and hunters with banners and ribbons. Hi, I'm Heather and I'm from Edinburgh. So I haven't had too far to travel today, but even if I had, I'd be here. And we work for Creative Stirling and Made in Stirling, but we're here supporting McRoberts Art Centre in Stirling as well, who have made all the banners, so we're all Team Stirling. My name's Jo Hall and I'm here from Stirling with Creative Stirling. And we're here because it's a very special time, I think, for women all over the world and in Scotland. And it's great to come out and unite together. If we are wise, we know that there's always So, off we set through the Middle Meadows Walk, Carl and Ruin Forest Road to George IV Bridge. And as was predicted, it looked like ribbons of colour. And down we went to the foot of the mound the east end of Princess Street, following the same footsteps of Scottish suffragettes for March that way over a hundred years ago. Aberdeen with their own thoughts, and Aberdeen just good for the sheer enjoyment and enthusiasm that this event generated. And it generated mayor and mayor as the procession went on. Right, my name's Barbara. Barbara Cartwright, with a whole lot of other impressive names like Finlay and Schreiner. But yeah. you were in South Africa. I was born and brought up there. Um, and my family were always very involved <laughs> and very feminist. They might have started out as, as missionaries and various other things, but they were there. And my great niece, one of my great nieces, has now discovered feminism and she's going for it. So you're enjoying this morning, Barbara? I mean, I, I, I really think that this is a great march. Isn't it good? And it's showing all these visitors. Wow, how good we go. Well, I need to go and catch up with yeah. my Okay, thank you. Along North Bridge we went, passing down the Royal Mile into the Cannon Gate, led by Piper to the Provost, Louise Marshall and Lorraine Grant for Bankery was in Nadeut while she was there. It's been amazing. I can't believe the turnout today. It's been a fantastic response. Women of all ages and a lot of men cheering everybody along, which is fantastic. The whole event's about equality. It's not just about women's rights, the vote. It's 
the celebration of equality and you really get that feeling from everybody today. Lorraine Grant. And after marching two and a half miles in the hot sun, the singing just didn't stop. We passed the Scottish Parliament buildings, finishing at Holyrood Park, and I got some reactions for the participants. Hi, Marie. I um, came to be with all my friends and family, and uh, it's been an absolutely wonderful day. Hi, I'm Jackie. It's been fantastic marching with all these women today. It's just been an incredible experience. Really enjoyed it. Very uplifting. Hi, I'm Katia. I'm from Edinburgh, and uh, I've come here to stay with my mum. And this is better than I thought it was going to be. It's actually amazing. Uh, I had such a good day. And um, the, the significance of the day that it was uh, 100 years since only some women got the vote uh, in 1918, and it was not until the 1920s that it started to become more equal across um, the, the female <laughs> population in, in the UK. So it's pretty amazing to see people dressed up as suffragettes today and just the samba bands coming along. Yeah, it's been great. Yes, I had a fantastic day. Um, I was I was very moved by the older generation who were standing um, mostly at bus stops who were watching and they had tears in their eyes and which tears, obviously yes tears, in, tears oh. in their eyes and um, it made me very proud that uh, the younger generation are still carrying the baton that the older generation started so we're still not there yet but it's, it's the end of the walk but I don't think it's the end of the no. process and a procession, isn't it? No, I think it's the start of um, the young generation um, getting more involved in women's politics, and I think that can only be a good thing. Thank you. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. And the final word goes to the organisers again. Lynn Halfpenny from the City of Edinburgh. Absolutely awesome. Wonderful day. Jean Cameron, National Coordinator in Scotland. Our march has no finishing line. Nella Dorney, associate producer, it surpassed all expectations. And that it did. And it was indeed a historic event. As I walked the wall up towards the Parliament building and the Royal Mile, I heard somebody piping in the distance, and there was a young piper in full Highland regalia standing in the grass in the middle of a traffic roundabout, piping a wee hearted and marking enough a good job of the tunes. It turns out that Robin Ada Mackay is a member of the Scottish Youth Pipe Band. And I cannot think of a better way of finishing our 50th programme coming through that historic procession than with young Robin Ada Mackay playing us out. Here's to the next chapter, and forever you are, keep listening. For Richie and myself, Richie, are you ready? I'm ready. By, By the, the news. news.